Welcome back to Rom Book Pod. This is Anna, one of your hosts, and I'm here this week joined by my fellow Rom Book Pod hosts. With me today is Danny. Hey, everyone. Mika. Hi. Melinda. Hello. And Sarah Jean. Hello. And today we're continuing our celebration of the wonderful Miss Beverly Jenkins. Last week you listened to our interview with her. This week we're going to talk about how that went for us. And we're going to talk about the prompts that we are sharing with you this month. And even just looking ahead at some giveaways we have for you. So friends, how did you feel about that interview last week? Oh my gosh. It was so awesome. Yeah, Mika, you posted on Twitter how it was life-changing. Do you want to share in what way that was life-changing? You know, I I feel like I spent that whole interview feeling like a sponge. All I wanted to do was just soak up every single word that that Miss mm-hmm. Bev gave us. And I I really liked that she really shared the importance of of telling stories of, of black characters and telling, mm-hmm. and telling black history. And that she was just, she is just absolutely delightful. And I just really just felt very cheered and mm-hmm. just, I'm an optimistic person in general, but you know, just hearing her just felt more optimistic. Oh yeah. Now, am I the only one who had actually met her in person before that or have any I- of you? I sort of met her. Mm-hmm. I saw her at Necra 2018. Okay. I think she was at Necra 2018. And I think she had run out of books by the time I was able to get to her signing table. I just find that in person, she's amazingly gracious and funny. And I think she was that to us on the interview, which I felt so privileged to have that again in I that was- setting. I was fortunate enough to meet her at KissCon um, in 2019 in Chicago, and genuinely, I've met quite a few authors at KissCon and a few other ones, and genuinely one of the nicest and so sweet to her readers, and I got to see her with other authors, and exactly how she comes across on Twitter, that's how she is in person, so yeah, I I such a nice woman I can't even I love her so much but with a sharp bite too I think oh yes she's she's gonna tell her how it is and she's gonna be funny and take things of like yep we all know this I'm telling you the truth so yeah I've actually I think I've met her twice I want to say twice and one was time was at RT and another time was, I believe it was a book event that was here in Baltimore. Somebody I had met when I, actually, when I went to RT, she's like a big Beverly Jenkins fan. And she had a book event that had a lot of Black authors and she was there. So I, I think that was the second time I met her. Mm-hmm. Hold on, it's my turn now. <laughs> what the heck? How did I, I miss this? <laughs> Clearly, Mika, you need to make a date with her for 2020. I mean. <laughs> so I think that's us telling you, Mika, if you have an opportunity to meet her in person, do. <laughs> yes, I'm going to. The next thing that Miss Bev is at, I need to make sure I'm there. So. <laughs> you can be 
our intrepid round book pod uh, representative. <laughs> yes, that's me. <laughs> now we've launched our Jenkins July, which is a brainchild of our producer, Sarah. And in it, we're doing all sorts of prompts and already we're seeing uh, because it's, we're recording here july 2nd the first my first jenkins and that's where everybody's sharing how they first discovered mrs Je miss jenkins and all of us have our first you guys want to share uh some of your first experiences reading miss bev um yeah so mine was vivid which i was so fortunate enough to even get to talk to her about in our interview so obviously Y'all know a little bit about how much I love it because I was able to squee all over her <laughs> about it just because, I mean, Vivid is just, I love that book so much. And it, I feel like, I mean, Vivid is the story of this black female doctor traveling across the country from California to Michigan to become the doctor of this Michigan town. and the mayor there, Nate, doesn't realize that he's hiring a female doctor. And so when he meets her, he's like, um, no, I, I don't want you because I want a male doctor. And so the whole story is her being like, yeah, okay, I'm going to prove to you that I can do everything. I mean, she literally shoots the hat off of his head. And I know that I say that every single time, but it's just the best scene. And the entire book is just her just proving herself over and over again and showing Nate that she can do literally everything. And um, the whole book is the story of community, which I know a lot of Miss Bev's books are. Mm -hmm. And I just love that so much. And, you know, Vivid has to deal with racism and she has to deal with nobody in the town wanting to come see her because she's a female. It just, and it, but the thing is, it's turning 25 this year, but it also has consent and feminism. I like, it doesn't feel dated to me. And I no. love that. Now, Danny, you've been reading Miss Bev for a while, right? No, no, I just started. Oh my gosh! Okay, you guys are way more, way more well read than I am. So the first book I read was, and I read it. It actually was the first book I got when I started a Kobo audiobook subscription. It was the first book I bought off of that subscription, and I listened to it, you know, in audio. And it was the narrator was really, I think. That narrator does most of her she current books. Yeah, she has a lot of different ones. Uh, it's like it's funny, like if you go through, but yeah, she's she's sort of getting more established narrators, and so you like the narrator a lot. Yeah, she um she was really good, and it's funny because like Melinda was talking about temp, I mean about Vivid, and mm -hmm. in this one, the hero is the doctor, and. <laughs> Um, she's a male order, like a male order bride, bride but yeah. she shoots, she shoots him when she first meets him. <laughs> she thinks she's, she's a bandit. <laughs> yeah, she After shoots her. him in the shoulder. So I don't know. She likes doctors and guns. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole theme she has. Yes. Should have asked about that. What's up with you? Uh, guns, doctors and guns. <laughs> but Carl, look, 
see. We need to see if that's a common theme in every. Uh, yes. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe a prof and next women year. with guns. Women who know how to shoot guns. Yes. Yes. She does love that. It would be maybe like your favorite gun-toting heroine. Thalmika, your first Jenkins was the first one from the Blessing series, right? Yes. Now tell us about that. We've been talking about her historicals, and the Blessing series is a contemporary or more women's fiction series, right? Yeah. Yes, and that's the series that I'm really into that, but I have purchased like all these other books and have been like, you know how you buy a lot of books and you're like, okay, I'm saving it for my, it can't, you know, I'm saving it for my rainy day pile. And, <laughs> you know, and I just kind of hoard them and just mm-hmm. cultivate them. And it's really comforting to know that they're there. <laughs> <laughs> but I read Bring on the Blessings, like right after this really horrible year where I just, I just went through hell depression wise. It mm-hmm. was just, it was terrible. And part of that was I couldn't read either, mm-hmm. <laughs> which made it so much worse. And so the first book that I read for 2019 was Bring on the Blessings. And I am telling you, it it is an inspirational book, but it's not in the inspirational category, if that makes sense. So yeah. I, I feel like sometimes people shy away from the title because they think that it might be like, oh, this is going to be a super religious book. It's. It's not that it is the main character finds out that who who helped build her husband's career, helped him to get to the top. He cheated on her. And so she took him to court and sued him for two hundred and seventy five million dollars. <laughs> and I would just like to say that I just think everybody just needs to do that. You know, just sue and get your money, ladies, get your money. So <laughs> it is so it's so it's such a great book. And she ends up buying this town that is on the verge of bankruptcy, the town of the town of Henry Adams, which I'm assuming is a town that is in these historical novels, but I'm not sure. I, but I know that she does a lot of callbacks mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people who are descendants of, um, of a lot of these protagonists in the historicals. And it's just a book. It's so warm and it's it's just like a warm hug and it is hilarious and there's a romance and there's all sorts everybody is a character even if you only see them a couple of times you're always going to know Ooh, I know who this person is and I know <laughs> probably how they're going to act and what they might say because they're just each character is just larger than life so so that book to me really kind of signaled like the turning point of going from like super depressed to like, okay, maybe things will be better now. So I just really, I just really appreciate that. Cause a lot of times we have associations of the different times when we first read mm-hmm. books and it really is an association of, of like hope and comfort for me. Yeah. That's a, that's a great association for your first Beverly Jenkins book. Now, Sarah Jean, you just read your first. <laughs> very just like two weeks ago. Last week, actually. I just Last week. It. There we go. All right. So tell us about what, what book did you pick? Picking Rebel, which is the first book in the Women Who Dare series and book four in the Levesque family. Mm-hmm. And I picked it, I think it was because one, it was the most recent and Helen and then our producer, Sarah, was like, hey, she's 
fake engaged to a get her gay best friend. And I was like, cool, all right. Because I don't normally read a lot of cishet romances. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to read one, let's read this one. And I really enjoyed it. I really loved Valinda, and I really loved Drake, and I really liked that the racist white supremacist dude got eaten by alligators. <laughs> that was fantastic. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, wait a minute. That's, that's also a running theme, because didn't somebody get eaten by alligators in Vivid? The guy, oh. that, the guy that was trying to get the girls Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> so now we have a gun-toting heroines and who it got eaten by a croc. Very, very, yes. <laughs> the alligators are very hungry for white supremacists and evil people. <laughs> they um, could be. Um, but no, I, re- I, I listened to it on audio um, and I really liked the narrator who did it and I just loved Valinda and Lilo Vec family and just it brought the history it, it was the history of like the post-civil war new orleans was like very upfront, and it was just it was a lot of fun and i really liked how it handled belinda's fake fiance cole and mm-hmm. his lover and i was and it wasn't it wasn't like uncomfortable to read it was like oh this is actually really nice she's really supportive he's really like and then like i think drake drake yes drake finds out and he's like cool that's fine. We've got people like that in our own family. He's we've got like a pirate like that down in Cuba doing stuff, and it's like yes, this is what <laughs> I really like. Um, so what I, I I hope that she ends up doing maybe eventually a story with Cole and his partner Vinny after they start a newspaper in California. That would be really cool to see. I think we all have a list of different short stories that we still want and characters who they've caught our attention. For me, I my first. Beverly Jenkins was forbidden. So that came out in 2016. I had actually met her the year before. And then when it came out, I was like, oh, you know what? I should should try this. And Edie carrying this heavy wood stove, heavy cook stove through the desert because she's going to go to San Francisco and start her own uh, restaurant. And she wasn't going to let like evil white men who hijack her take her dream away just caught my attention from the beginning and that's another book that's full of interesting side characters and found family and Ryan of which we heard in the interview was somebody who had appeared in previous books and people wanted his story and his story is quite an emotional story because he's been passing as white working as a politician Uh, he's been trying to work with the Republicans in Nevada But this is around the time where the Republican Party is really starting to turn uh, away from the African-American community. And so there's all that tension around that of like, are they actually going to help or not? And he has to make a choice if he's going to want to be able to be with Edie. He's going to maybe have to let go of this white life he's built for himself. And it's powerful and I think really talks about like, you know, he's attracted to her in her deep blackness and has to sort of acknowledge that you know that that's that's worth for him that he that he's gonna give up all these privileges so he can be with the woman he loves and it's beautiful so those are our first jenkins 
and we hope that you've been sharing yours on the on Twitter or Facebook and Miss Bevyville. But we want you to also have an opportunity to read our favorites. So our producer Sarah has organized a giveaway, including all our first Jenkins. So if you have an opportunity, please enter, and hopefully you'll love the same books we love. Now, you've been sharing for my first Jenkins. But there's a lot of other prompts. You guys have any prompts that are your favorites from Jenkins July? Mine is the favorite trope because my favorite trope of hers is going to be the secret baby because I normally am not a fan of that whatsoever. But because she's Beverly Jenkins, she managed to make me super love it. And Destiny's Surrender is, like, seriously one of my favorite historicals ever. Um, Mika and I had Fumi on the show to talk Mm -hmm. about it. And I just, I freaking love that book. I mean, (laughs) Billy is just phenomenal. And, I mean, when Miss Bev talks about it, like, she talks about how she wanted to have a literal whore as one of her, you know, Mm -hmm. female MCs and she just pulled it off amazingly and she made me just love the secret baby trope and I think I can you know name maybe three or four books that I actually super love that has that trope and she Mm -hmm. just does it so well I was just talking about it today on Twitter about how much I loved it and I just think that it's seriously one of the best historicals I've ever read. You know, I'm glad that you picked that one for your favorite trope because that would have been my pick too. Because it that was the book that proved to me that I would read anything Ms. Bev writes. Because as I'm starting this story and she doesn't tell Drew she's pregnant, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a secret baby story, which normally I would know about at that point. But I was so invested in Billy and Drew, and I just needed to see where it went and uh, just. The places she goes in that story is amazing. Yep. At the point we find out about it, I'm like, um, excuse me, I don't think I want to read this, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to trust Beverly Jenkins mm-hmm. to get it right. And of course she did. So Mika, you have a, uh, one of these prompts as your favorite that you want to talk about. So favorite laugh. And I felt like I had a really good one, but now all I want to do is just read books where evil white supremacists get eaten by alligators. <laughs> Because the thought of that really just brings me such a huge amount of joy. Well, you're in um, for free with Rebel then, because he gets I'm ready. on real good. But I get two, to say, two if you win the the the, the giveaway, folks. Two o'clock, right? And and like you know, getting the hat shot off of your head also makes me laugh. But again, bring on the blessings. So the whole book is such a delight. But I have to say that the parts of that book that make me laugh the most is that the I would say that the uh, the antagonist of this of this book has a hog, a literal hog that he feeds all kinds of people food to and dresses up in different clothing and walks the hog around on a leash (laughs) and and the reactions to everybody when people bring in when when he brings in this hog constantly 
is like it's from sheer jaw dropping disbelief to like WTF? Why are you bringing this hog in here? It is so the hog is its own little supervillain, and every antic and every single thing that it does, just that he does, just makes me laugh. And his name is Cletus. So you know, <laughs> and Cletus is definitely a main character of this book that you see a lot of. And I typed in the word hog in in my Kindle app to see how many um, times it came up. It came up a lot. So in every <laughs> and every search result made me giggle. So I think that you it's this book is worth it just to just to meet Cletus. Okay. Nemesis Hog. How can you top that? Maybe yeah, like to premise the seeding crocs, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> we will see. You have to report back. <laughs> yes, I will. I will. All right. So Let's see. You, Sarah, you picked favorite side character, and I might have an inkling of why. You want to tell me? Well, I've only read one book so far, so I can't really <laughs> have too many opinions on um, tropes or favorite kisses and things. But I can tell you about favorite side characters. So it's a tie between Cole, Melinda's fake fiance because I really want to see his story and him starting a black newspaper in California and that'd be really amazing and then Belinda's sister who appears at the very end of the book when she finally frees herself from the evil clutches of their father I would really love to see her story about her finally getting her happy ever happy ever after in her story as well I think she starts a ranch or goes to work on a ranch. Nice. Well, then you just noticed some of the ways we find our favorite characters in Beverly Jenkins stories, because often it's like a little sister or somebody's friend, and you're like, what about them? (laughs) Will they get a happy ending? Everyone deserves a happy ending. Yes. Now, Danny, your picked favorite non-historical. Do you have a favorite non-historical you want to share? No, no, <laughs> but I'm going to preface this with, well, the answer is no, but I got a reason why. So, <laughs> so don't, I know how your book people be. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> I didn't read the book, but I saw the movie. Oh, she has a movie called Deadly Sexy and I did, and it's not historical, but the, the heroine in that book is related to her historical character mm-hmm. but the movie was good so if you haven't read the book and watch the movie but that's so I'm gonna read the book too but yeah I watched the movie and it was very good so I'm interested in what other non-historical books people have read by her or yeah. if you watch the movie, or if you haven't watched the movie, watch it and then tell us what, what you thought about it. Yeah. You know what? I have read, I have read and watched the movie. And Danny, I would say that it kept so close to the book that I think that you're totally fine. I would not yell at you. <laughs> and I haven't read any of her RS, but it's right next to me in my TBR because of the fact that some of the uh, descendants of like Galen and Hester in Indigo are featured in the in that series. So I am gonna go and follow Ms. Bev into romantic suspense because 
I trust her. I know she's going to do great. I will say, because um, Rebel is the fourth book in the Levesque family, it was really interesting to see, or obviously the couples from the first three books mm-hmm. showing up in this one. It's like, oh, this is this is the so-and-so's story. Oh, now they're old and happy or cranky <laughs> at each other or whatever. Or, oh, okay, these are the so-and-so's kids. So, like, I didn't feel lost mm-hmm. with that. It felt more... The family is all together. The family is here. The mm-hmm. family is supportive. And it was, I liked it. I really liked interconnected generational stories. It's a lot, it's, it's great. Yeah, I mean, that's such a part of her writing that I love. And, you know, there's some people who are like, you must read in chronological order. And I'm the person who's like, read the trope no. you like. And if you read the yes. trope you like, you'll find your way in. And so... I, all the time, I'm meeting people whose story already has been told, or who's get mentioned, and they're like in the. I'm, so for to me, it's like a scavenger hunt. I'm like, oh, I gotta follow where, see where the Julys are from. You know, I gotta see who's gonna end up with the Levesque brothers. You know, because in Indigo, we get introduced to the Levesque family as Galen's like best friends in New Orleans. So yeah, so when they were getting featured in uh, this new series, I was like, yes. Kind of follow them. So, absolutely. Now, the prompt that I want to talk about is hashtag Ms. Bev's legacy. Now, Ms. Bev has done such incredible work in Romance Landia, encouraging young new writers and lifting up other writers. And she never forgets about the, the people who came before her. So, this is a day we want to just tell people have people tell us about the other authors they discovered because of her either books that she's promoted or authors that they have you were inspired to read because you discovered how awesome miss beverly jenkins is and uh, for me one of the people who i discovered because of uh, miss beverly jenkins is piper hughley and i think she also does a beautiful work in black american history in historical romance novels and you know i don't think she gets the due that she deserves but i hope people keep discovering her fabulous work so folks We've told you today about our fabulous prompts for uh, Jenkins July. Now, we got to tell you a secret. Ms. Bev has gone and run with this. And in her community, Bevyville, she's come up with her own prompts. So you can have twice the uh, Jenkins July fun by doing our prompts and doing her prompts. We will welcome all of them because all we want to do is celebrate her awesomeness. And we want to celebrate her awesomeness by having you pick up these books. So enter our our giveaway it's an ebook giveaway so hopefully it'll be more accessible to people overseas but please enter tell us about your love for miss bev and if you haven't ever read her this is your opportunity to get some amazing recommendations now continue to enjoy the month with us and we can't wait to hear about your love for miss bev this is anna and danny and mika melinda and Sarah joining you from Round Book Pod, inclusively yours. Find us online. Love you guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Round Book Pod, inclusively yours, a weekly podcast celebrating inclusive romance one trope at a time. If you like weekly recommendations on inclusive romance, please take a moment to subscribe. 
You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest at rombookpod. That's R-O-M-B-K-P-O-D. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, happy reading.